There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports. Rather, it's positive or negative. Minnesota Sports Chat has you covered. Talking nothing but Minnesota sports all year long. It's time now for the soon-to-be award-winning, if only in his own mind, Minnesota Sports Chat with your host, Ross Brendel. Welcome inside edition number 202 of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat presented by my friends at Beans Coffee Company. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT at coffeebybeans.com. You'll save on some delicious small batch coffee roasted in Mankato, Minnesota. New guest alert. First time guest alert on Minnesota Sports Chat. A.J. Fredrickson is, quote, the new guy at Score North, although not really. He's new in the sense of a full-time participant. You can see and hear him on Judd's Hockey Show from time to time as well as other Score North properties daily on the Tom Bernard podcast. Also a hat tip to AJ, much like myself, to toot my own horn. We do a thousand other things in the building at Hubbard Broadcasting that nobody ever sees, but we do them (laughs) and we get stuff done. AJ, thank you for unwillingly appearing on this podcast for, I believe, the very first time in the flesh. Yes, yes. You have appeared on this podcast before voiceover work for the Bull Bonanza just a month or two ago. Yeah, and what a doozy that was. But, uh, yeah, you know, hey, first time, long time is, I believe, what they say in the biz. But, yeah, pleasure to be here on Minnesota Sports Chat, future award-winning podcast. I forgot what I was listening to. It honestly may have been the common man, Dan Cole, on The Fan. And somebody called in, and and it was a caller. Yeah. And one of, and I know other people have said it, but just it was the right moment. It hit me perfectly where the guy said, hey, longtime caller, first-time listener. Yeah, it's typically <laughs> the other way around, right? I love that. I love that. that. Yeah, that made me laugh. So here's what we're going to do, AJ. We're just going to tear it up. I do this on occasion with my good buddy Manny Hill, who voices that open. I do this with other people on occasion when there's a lot to talk about, but nothing maybe to go super in-depth on. So we're just going to cover three teams quickly. Then I'm going to play, I always say play, it's not a game. I'm going to do five filler questions with you, where I just give you random questions and you answer them. We can play that, though. That's a game, right? Technically? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, so we'll, (laughs) we'll do that. We'll start with maybe the uh, local squads, and I'll let you pick which one you want to start with when I give you the options. We should point out, I think I did this. No, I didn't. AJ underscore Fredrickson on the now X machine, formerly the Twitter machine, I would be at the Ross Brendel. Don't forget, I just started building this YouTube audience, so please subscribe. What did they say? Smash that button. Hit that bell icon for notifications so you can get the latest and greatest Minnesota sports chat. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and hit a like on this video as well. All the engagement helps Minnesota sports And comment below. Yes, absolutely. Let us us know who looks better because we tinkered with these cameras for longer than probably needed. And uh, it it frankly, no offense, didn't help either of us. No, not me. And I can tell my camera's (laughs) actually slightly off-centered. But the problem with these cameras is they're so good. And I'm being self-deprecating here. Please don't email me telling me, (laughs) don't be down on yourself. The problem with these cameras is they're so good 
it highlights how ugly and out of shape I am. So I wish we had worse cameras. Yeah. But we don't. <laughs> you look good, AJ. You Today you got you got a little Eddie Vedder look to you. You got the flannel, the plaid. Yeah. Is that flannel or plaid? What is that? Uh, flat. Flat? Okay. Flat. Got it. Flat. You, you got the Eddie Vedder hair before he cut it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bit of a beard and stash. You look good. Yeah. You know, I'm going for the, the fat Jesus look. <laughs> Maybe Jesus was fat. It just got lost in... Translation over all these years. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Three teams to choose from. We'll spend just a few minutes of time on. Do you want to start with the Minnesota Vikings who will not be Super Bowl champions this year? Your Minnesota Wild who technically still could be Stanley Cup champions this year. Or your Minnesota United who don't have a head coach. A a gaffer, right? A gaffer, yes. We don't Um, have a gaffer. I'd say let's start with those uh, fabulous Vikings. Okay, let's start there. Uh, There's literally a thousand things we could talk about, but I feel like over the last two weeks since the Minnesota Vikings season came to an end, week and a half, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) a lot of it's already been talked about, but it's always fun to get an opinion from somebody else, get thoughts on from somebody else. I am of the mindset I don't care if Kirk Cousins is back next year or if he's not. My main thing that needs to be accomplished this offseason is you need to leave night one of the draft, if not night one of the draft, an early pick in the second round with a quarterback on your roster that you feel at least gives you the chance to be your exit plan from Kirk Cousins when that day comes. We, we may know by the time the NFL draft starts that that day is here or nearing. Mm -hmm. But if Kirk Cousins is on the roster for next year, or in theory, maybe it's a two-year deal with a chance at a third year. Maybe it's a two-year deal where you can get out from it after one year and the penalty's not so bad. I am fine with Kirk Cousins coming back. But you can't leave this NFL draft without, in theory, the guy who's going to replace him. You can argue... If you get the right player, if you pick the right quarterback, you can argue that all day long. I'm just saying in theory, whether it's J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, Caleb Williams, whoever it is, you need to leave the early part of the draft with one of those guys and at least the temptation or the thought of, okay, He might not be our guy week one this year. He might not be our guy week eight this year. (laughs) But he's probably our guy next season or at the very worst two seasons after that. It's never been more clear you need to do that. Look around the division with where the Bears are at with money. The Bears almost finished ahead of you and they were a train wreck the first half of the season. Detroit, independent of Jared Goff, seems to have things figured out. And Jared Goff may be their quarterback still for another Half a decade. Yeah. The Packers, you'd love to poke fun at them. I didn't because this was my fear. This was my fear that they would have another generational quarterback, even though everybody, for lack of a better term, crapped on Jordan Love. And to a degree at one point this year, I did too. Mm -hmm. But you, no matter when these guys start playing, AJ, you got to give them a year or two to really see what they have. Long story short, listeners of this podcast know I will talk in circles for four minutes before I pass it over to somebody else. (laughs) It's never been more clear with where you are at in the division, where you are at with cap, how many quarterbacks in theory are probably going to go in the top 40 picks. 
You need to get one of those guys. If you get the wrong one, so be it. You try again in three or four years. That's where I'm at. What say you, AJ? Yeah, no, I think you're you're spot on there. I think that given the situation, the landscape of the team, even if you bring Kirk Cousins back, and I think Kirk Cousins coming back is that's just fine because if you do end up getting a quarterback, that's that bridge guy. He's going. He's still playing at from what we, what we saw prior to the injury at a very, very high level. Who knows if that would have sustained over the course of an entire season. But from the sample size, we got the the appetizer, the poo-poo platter, if you will. You saw elite numbers from Kirk Cousins to start the season. And that's the type of guy you want mentoring. And I think heading now after this injury into whatever contract follows, the conversation behind closed doors, if he does remain in purple, is, Kirk, we'll, we'd love to have you, but you're going to have to help with your predecessor. You're going to have to help with your succession plan. Um, as a guy who didn't watch succession, I'm going to make up that the show is probably about what Kirk Cousins is going to go through here with the Minnesota Vikings if he does return in the sense that they're going to have to go get somebody, and that's the next guy. Because to your point about looking around the division, the Lions, I think, are the one outlier here because Jared Goff is not maybe the youngest or the spryest guy, but he is a younger quarterback who has now – uh, what two wins in in the playoffs for him in Detroit? Just the one, just right? the one. Just excuse the me, one. but he he did have one in um yeah, in, he, yeah. In, with the Rams. That's he, excuse me. Yeah, they went to the Super Bowl. They lost. Yes, and I think one technically also made should have gone his way, but he got taken out, and it was um, a backup who got credited with the win. So he should, I think, technically have three wins, but is only credited with two. Um, but you look at Jordan Love with the Packers, younger, and now it looks like what we what we've seen. He has slowly warmed up the engine to now be the quarterback. It seems like for the future of the Packers, where God forbid they ever miss on a quarterback, the Green Bay Packers. Why would that ever be able to happen? And the Bears, they're still the Bears, but hey, they are trying. You've seen they have a they have quite the predicament here leading up to the draft. Do they want to st- stick with Justin Fields? Who I do want to say. Was there some promising stuff towards the end of the season when it did seem like he's almost playing for his job? Yes, but there's quarterbacks on the board. Caleb Williams is sitting right there. Who, yeah. interesting enough, uh, you may have not seen it, and I'm not. I haven't been able to confirm if this was true or uh, doctored on the on the internet. But uh, Jordan Addison posted kind of a photo dump, if you will, is what the kids call it, from his uh, rookie season in the NFL. And Caleb Williams comments underneath it, "On my way, brother." <laughs> so everybody's uh, assuming that he's going to Eli Manning his way into purple with the Vikings. Great. Not, not sure how that's going to happen. Take that with a grain of salt. But uh, just something out there on the old IG, old Instagram here today. Um, but, yes, I, I think given the situation as well, if you bring back Kirk Cousins, you're going to probably have a better season than what you did this season, having to kind of juggle between the Joshua Dobbs, the Nick Mullins, the Jaron Hall uh <laughs> juggling balls. Experiment. Yes, experiment is the, is the nice way to put it. But you're going to not be able to draft as high as you are sitting right now. And Michael Penix Jr., quick round of applause. That national championship game performance may well just did the Vikings a very, very good service in the sense where with how much people kind of overthink between that and the draft mixed with the combine in and all these private workouts and stuff, he, he might just slip. A little, maybe not all the way um, outside the top 10 as the Vikings may uh, be hoping for, but 
enough to where if you let Quasi cook, a couple spot, uh, a couple spots up could be all they need to lock up a guy like him for the future. Well, and you look at the mock drafts and the mock drafts again. They they're predicting now off of something four months from now, and you don't know what rosters are going to look like. But they're all showing one of two things: either a quarterback. Or an edge rusher. And the edge rusher, I think, is very dependent on what happens with Daniil Hunter. Yes. I think it's also very evident and clear. You might not get either, but you're definitely not getting both. So if you get Kirk Cousins, it's at the expense of Daniil Hunter. If you get Daniil Hunter, it's probably at the expense of Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins is back, I really think that that's a good scenario because that allows you time with whoever you draft whether that's you move up at three Mm -hmm. or maybe you move back and you take somebody at 18 that you really like because you think you're the smartest person in the room you think (laughs) you think jj mccarthy or bo Nix is the best guy and we know we can move back at 20 and get him and acquire assets again i don't care i don't really judge drafts in the moment because we don't know about these guys everybody thinks we know but we don't you need to see it for a year or two right well that ah god i wish i had it up and ready but the that reminds me of the Bleacher Report uh, draft day round one grade for the Seattle Seahawks where they drafted uh, Bruce Irvin, Russell Wilson, and like Bobby Wagner. F. Yeah, F. Exactly. Believe it or not, that got an F. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah, these so, draft day grades, you can only, uh, you you know, you can have a pretty good idea of how things will look. Yes. But at the same time, even the worst grades, you never know. Stuff Turn into diamonds. And I'm not naive. There are guys who know more than others, but that doesn't yes. mean they're always right. Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, heck, uh, Thor Nystrom, who was on the first season of Before I Die. Those guys know more than me, but they're not always right either, mm-hmm. right? You're just not always going to be right. But a part of, I think, what has worked for the Packers is that Aaron Rodgers waited three seasons. Jordan Love waited two seasons. I'm not saying you need to do that. I get it. There's... There's a clock where you draft a quarterback. If it is in the first round, you basically get five years at cheap money. Mm -hmm. But my argument would be it can't hurt these guys to wait a half a season or even an entire season. Let's say it's not Kirk Cousins. Let's say it's bridge quarterback guy. It's Russell Wilson. You basically tell Russell, Russell, you're getting a chance to redefine your career, remake yourself here. But here's how this is going to work. You are our starting quarterback until you're injured. Or we are eliminated from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The moment we're eliminated from the playoffs, whether that's seven, whether we're one and six after seven weeks, or it's after week thirteen when we're five and eight, mm-hmm. and we know we're eliminated, that's when we're moving to who we took in the first round. I don't think anybody's hurt by that. I think you can only help the quarterback in that situation. Because if and this is where my poor memory may uh, injure me here, but. Didn't Patrick Mahomes also sit yep. a little bit yep. as well? In a full what? season behind Alex Smith. Exactly. And if Dante Alex, Culpepper sat. If Alex Smith is able to be the bridge guy for a person like Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins or Russell Correct. Wilson can also be yeah. that guy. Alex Alex Smith is a couple of, I think it's Kyle Williams, maybe Kendall Williams. Alex Smith is a couple of botched punts away from at least appearing in a Super Bowl, maybe winning <laughs> a Super Bowl. Yeah. So... Yeah, you can do you can do far worse. I think when people hear bridge quarterback, you automatically assume that it's going to be 39-year-old Andy Dalton and it's going to be really bad. It doesn't have to be. This this Vikings franchise has historically done pretty well with stopgap and bridge quarterbacks. Well, let's leave it there for the Minnesota Vikings. Let's whip through the two teams in St. Paul. You often appear on Judd's Hockey Show. When I say two teams, there's actually three with the Minnesota hockey team. Mm-hmm. And I think the Minnesota Myth are going to play in St. Paul. I don't know if that's been confirmed yet. But we're talking Wild and United. 
Uh, let's start with the Minnesota Wild. I only have one question for you. It's a joke, but it's a lead-in. Do the Minnesota Wild need to fire John Hines to win 8 out of 10 games? Because every time the franchise fires a head coach, they win 8 out of 10 or 10 out of 12, and they rebound and everybody gets all excited, then they revert back to being the same lame Minnesota Wild that don't do much. In this case, I do give them an out because they're incredibly injured. They've gotten a bit healthier in the last week, but we're kind of all in on a top-five pick at this point, right? That's the thing. And with all the injuries and the cap constraints and everything like that, I will say, look at the Boston Bruins. They have missed one of their top goalies. They have had a lot of top six forwards missing, a top four defenseman missing for extended time, and they are still second in their division. Now, that's kind of comparing an apple to a slightly more rotten apple, but it's they're both edible at the end of the day, and they're both apples. The Boston Bruins are doing just fine despite all of these hurdles and obstacles and the adversity they're pushing through. The Minnesota Wild have been tripping over their own feet, it seems like, for the past two to three weeks. After that initial run, winning, I want to say, 11 of 14 after John Hines was appointed the new head coach of the club, everything has kind of gone uh, topsy-turvy for them. Just injury after injury, cross-checks, sending guys out, uh, torn ligaments left and right. Sure, you do have that bright spot. And I want to say the recency bias of this uh, fan base has never been stronger because a dominating performance over the lowly New York Islanders where they <laughs> matched their shot total for the game in just the second period in a 4 nothing win to uh, catapult Marc-Andre Fleury. Number two. He's number two. Number two. He's number. Actually, I got something for you. Number two. There you go. That's what he is. Second all-time number two NHL goaltender regulation wins, a feat that I think will stand the test of time because goalies just don't play uh, the amount that they did in the past. But um, you, can't look, you can't look at that and say, yep, that's the turning point for this team. This past weekend, Friday, you're up 3-1. to The Philadelphia Flyers, who granted right now are a playoff team, but you're up 3-1. to You collapse, collapse for a loss. And then the next day, okay, you're going to bounce back against the Arizona Coyotes. It, you know, they play in a college arena. They share an arena with Arizona State University. Mullet Arena, literally the name, Mullet Arena. Nope, Nick Bugstad, Jason Zucker, Matt Dumba, they all come to town and put up a six spot on you. Six to nothing on your own ice. Just terrible. And that's and that's kind of, I think, the story that will remain for this club, even though they're going to get people back. Jared Spurgeon just got put on... Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's official yet, but I think he's on his way to LTIR. We're waiting um, for more information on just exactly what his injury is. You have to look at that top five pick. And it's very possible that that is where they are able to head to, given kind of the gap between them and Columbus, who sit with that fifth pick right now. But the lottery in the NHL is very present. We saw the Blackhawks last year, almost infamously, based off a stupid, stupid goal by the Pittsburgh Penguins to make – um, it just on the final day of the season, switch spots and that one lottery ball catapulted uh, the Blackhawks up to select Connor Bedard, who now is out with a fractured jaw, but um, a franchise changing lottery ball that needs to happen for the Minnesota Wild. They have uh, they've only drafted as high as three in the NHL draft. They haven't gotten top five. I want to say since that Marion Gabrick pick. So it's a uh, their inaugural pick, for, for that matter. Um, they need to get a franchise-changing guy. I don't know if you can get that in this draft, drafting outside of that top pick for Macklin Celebrini. 
but there are some very good players at the top of this draft. After you get past like seven, maybe eight, that's where you notice a substantial drop off. But if you get in that top seven, you're going to be sitting pretty with a with a nice little prospect. I'm going to test my Minnesota Wild history because people will say that I'm not a hockey guy. That's a lie. I don't know if I know the in. No, I, I know I don't know the ins and outs of the sports like Judd and the Russos of the world, and even yourself, AJ. But there was a time where I wouldn't miss a Minnesota Wild game. That was before <laughs> all the first round and outs, and now I've become kind of apathetic, just like I did <laughs> with the Minnesota Timberwolves for years. Number three. Actually, I got something for you again. Number three. Was that third overall pick, was that Benoit Pouliot? No. Or was ben- it Pierre-Marc Bouchard? Benoit Pouliot was, I want to say, sixth overall okay. in the Sidney Crosby draft in 05. The number three pick, I want to say, was the the original inaugural pick for them. That was Marion Gaberick. Ah, okay. Okay. Explain to me. I, that's that's a great fun fact that I should have known, or maybe at one point did know. Uh, now we rig it for the expansion teams, which is a which is uh, I I've despised. That's part of the reason why I don't like the the Vegas Knights. I'm okay with the Kraken because I actually like what the Kraken did, where the Kraken basically said, "Okay, we can build a rock star team right away if we want to." But but we're going to try and play this for long-term success, which, by the way, Vegas is still have, but it's kind of caught up with them a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I just the way we just handed Vegas an all-star team, and not we, the Minnesota Wild played a part in that, but yeah. I mean the NHL, and I get it. They wanted the team in Vegas to be relevant right away, <laughs> but I don't like that, AJ. Back in my day, you had to be awful, yeah. like the Columbus Blue Jackets or the Minnesota Wild. Now, the Wild cracked that code pretty quickly. Yeah. Actually, their most historic season was season number three. Marion Gabrick, why was he the third overall pick that year? Why did we do that? That shouldn't Columbus or Minnesota have had the first or second round or I, overall pick? It, it, I forget why. It, I think it's it. it it's Obviously, beyond my they, knowledge, they, they but. change the rules all the time for expansion stuff. But yeah. okay, didn't mean to put you on the spot there. No, you're so fine. my I, apologies. I, I don't have that knowledge, which is uh, something I need to probably brush up on. Here's something you will have knowledge on before I tell everybody about Beans Coffee Company. I explained to me how your Minnesota United, the loons start in five weeks and we don't have a head coach, a gaffer. Not only do you not have your head coach, but you currently do not have your number one player, Emmanuel Reynoso, who yes. for back-to-back seasons has not reported to training camp when was uh, when the mandatory start was for the rest of the squad. We'll first start off with the gaffer, the manager, the coach, if you will, um, Adrian Heath relieved with t- two or three games remainder of the season last year. Um, not officially out of the playoff picture, not officially eliminated. That, that actually came down to MLS decision day, uh, 2023. Sean McCauley took over interim at that time, was not able to secure a playoff spot into the off season. You know, you, I think it was safe to assume that cutting the tether as quickly as you did before the end of the season given Adrian Heath's track record with the club, meant you had an idea of who you wanted to go after. You had candidates on the table. You had a list, so to You speak. just made the list. You just made the what a What a bit. Um, we've, now, <laughs> we've now traversed the end of the season late fall into the dead heat of winter, and what's the only managerial change that has happened? The interim coach has left for other <laughs> opportunities, a different coaching position. So not only did they... Fire their manager, sack him is the soccer, football, Yoga Benito term. They sacked the gaffer. 
The, oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> then a mutually parted ways with Sean McCauley, the interim coach at the time, who is now um, taking up a coaching role with a different club. But now they they, they still don't have anybody. Uh, the season starts at the end of February. We're, they're no closer, to my knowledge, of, of there's no rumors. Um, there There is one that I think is maybe the biggest long shot of all time, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, but now you're also missing with all of the social media posts about the club being back and everybody back in training. You're missing Emmanuel Reynoso, who in MLS terms is not, this is hard to say because it's not a Messi because Messi literally plays in the MLS now, but he's as crucial to the loons as Krill Kaprizov is to the Vikings, as Anthony Edwards is to the Timberwolves, as Kirk Cousins is, Justin Jefferson is to the Vikings. That's how important this guy is to the loons. I do want to point out, too, that AJ knows a little bit about soccer. He's a soccer diehard. He does a lot of work for us behind the scenes as it relates to the loons. And AJ, just kind of like me, knows some people who work in and around soccer. So we're able to mm-hmm. unearth some information. So not not everything that AJ says is um, being made up. There's yeah. there's some knowledge to to what he's saying. Most of the stuff that I say is made up. It's opinion-based. <laughs> AJ brings a, a little bit more uh, facts to the program. The uh, Reynoso thing, last year, was it legal issues? Last year was, so it's, it began with them just quite literally, and I mean this in the literal sense, they did not know where he was. <laughs> Never a good thing. They could not contact <laughs> them via phone, and I believe his agent just misplaced it. What is with teams in this? The same thing happened at Kaprizov. Remember, we, we didn't even know if he was in Russia or not in Russia. And then we didn't know if, if he had been talked to or if he was leaving the country, if he was being. Wasn't there a rumor at one point he was maybe going to be forced to like go work at a, a labor camp or something? Uh, it's, it, Russia's an odd place. Um, oh, yeah. And we don't need to get into that. No, I Politics are not my forte, but um, to my knowledge with the Emmanuel Reynoso situation, it was a um, a family matter, whether somebody had bad health or something along those lines, it really affected him personally and emotionally and just kind of kind of went off the map for a little bit. Um, and then, of course, the initial let's get him on the plane and get over here. We missed the flight and everybody's panicking <laughs> because why wouldn't we um, eventually comes back and in his first, I think, a fir- first match back um, had a goal contribution place went bananas over at Allianz Field. And now but another season, he's not shown up this time, though, the, the club, it is there is uh, actual sources that say they have been fielding interest from other clubs. Um, regarding play, uh, teams wanting to buy him, because in soccer there isn't tr- there is trading, but that's not the that's mainly the MLS. You can do player swaps, but for the most time, it's literally buying a player. So you're gonna if you Ross are a goalkeeper and I need a goalkeeper bad, I can just go to your club. Yes, because you look you look like an amazing goaltender. I need to say, hey, I want to buy that guy for five hundred thousand dollars, and that might just do the trick. But um, it, the MLS is very weird. They have a lot of different rules, and so sometimes uh, there's picks and comp and, uh, c- compensatory money and all this other stuff. Uh, you know, a broad player, international player slots involved. Um, they did, however, uh, it sounds like have a verbal agreement today with Victor Arvidsson, a Swede, a young Swedish uh, defender. So a center back should be mo- uh, motioning and moving to the club here shortly. I don't have a whole lot of info- information on Victor Arvidsson, but uh, he's Swedish. 
the only other Swedish or a few. I know a few Swedish soccer players. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, you know him? Uh, he's the guy with the Galaxy or the... Um, Used to, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah but Zlatan. I, Zlatan. I am yep. Zlatan, yeah. Um, yep. Probably Zl- the most notable. Zoltan. Um, yeah, I can't promise that uh, he's going to be the defender, Ibrahimovic, but uh, for Minnesota's sake, any move at this point is good because that means that there's actual stuff happening behind the scenes. In soccer, you can buy players. On the interwebs, you can buy coffee. And when I mean buy coffee... I mean, Beans Coffee Company, who has supported Minnesota Sports Chat now for roughly two years. I've heard from many of you on the X machine that have given Beans a try. and You guys love it as much as I do. So thank you so much for supporting Beans Coffee Company. And thank you to them, obviously, for supporting this podcast. Do me a favor. If you've never checked out their website, just check out their website, coffeebybeans.com. That's coffeebybeans.com. Once you do that, I'm sure you'll see something that you like, which means you'll give them a try. Once you give them a try, you're probably going to keep coming back because the coffee is really darn good. Beans Coffee Company, they have roasts and blends in a variety of flavors, something that'll really satisfy anybody's coffee drinking palate. You know me, I love the Perfectus and the Mikado, but truth be told, they're all good and it's all personal preference. You need to go to coffeebybeans.com. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT. You'll save at checkout. Also, Beans Coffee Company, they ship anywhere in the U.S. with free shipping on all orders of $35 or more. The website, coffeebybeans.com. The promo code is SPORTSCHAT. Is that the hinting aroma that I had coming from your coffee cup as you walked by my desk that earlier today? That was. Yeah, Ooh, that was. Okay, all right. What blend, what blend was that? Was that the Perfect? That was the actually the Oakwood blend. Ooh, okay. Which is also good. The Perfectus, as I've told you, and many of the listeners know by now because I rave about it, has a hint of cherry. I like that. And you can actually taste it. At least I can. I'm not saying everybody can because, again, palates mm-hmm. are different. Yeah. But I can taste it. And I, I love that. It just adds a little bit of a different flavor to it. Yeah, that piqued my interest as you walk by there. So I'll have to uh, check out it's, some, it smells some beans coffee. It's much better than the alternative in this office, I'll tell you that. And you said promo code is sports chat? Sports chat, one word. Look Ew. at you. You're such a shill. I love you. We're going to play this game. It's called Five Filler Questions. The origins of the game, this was inspired by a man we report to, Phil Mackey. When I was trying to kill time on this podcast when it first started. Five filler questions. I literally ask any questions. Some are more serious. Some are sports related. Some are not. You're getting fairly serious ones and it's a bit of an array, but you'll appreciate them. Okay. So are you ready for five filler questions? Let's do it. Okay. And by the way, you can make your answers as long or as short as you want. And occasionally I will chime in as well. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. No longer a cheap podcast open. I have the quickest of produced opens for five filler questions. Five filler questions. All right. Number one, AJ. Number one. Why the heck are you in this business? Why am I? You're so smart and so talented. Why are you in this business? You could be doing a thousand other things. Well, you see, I get asked, I get asked how I got into radio a lot. Yeah, Why? When growing up, I was I always had that question of like, what do you want to be? And I think like every sports fan, at one point or another, it was like, we're going to the show, we're going to the big leagues. Like you know, everybody everybody dreamed of that. Yeah. 
quickly, and some people, I know some people that are my age that still have not had this realization. I'm lucky enough to have, I think, a good enough self-awareness to where I had the wake-up call early enough in my life where, yeah, you know what? Pro sports is probably not in my cards. So um, so that that quickly faded. So then it shifted to, do you want to go into, like, a law enforcement? Do you want to be a sports agent? That one... Eight years of school, not really, uh, not really something I wanted to do there. So um, it was a just kind of, you know, I, I enjoyed getting into the media side of things uh, in high school doing like it, it, I, I helped with the yearbook my senior year. We did a lot of like corny commercials and stuff like that, um, you know, for extra credit for history or science class. Me and my buddies would do like. Um, and this is not an invitation to go find these on YouTube because I know they're still there. I just don't know how to delete them. Um, like rap videos about um, the pH balance of the water and stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah. Just nerd alert. Huge nerd. But, yeah, no, uh, I, 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 I just like talking sports. I like talking in general. I love conversating, meeting new people. And, uh, you know, if, if this is a business that I feel like I'm able to do that almost every single day that I flip a mic on. So I'll say this. If your two choices were law enforcement or media, <laughs> you may have chose the one that actually pays more. Yes. So <laughs> law enforcement, again, you can make money in it, but yes. really not out of the gate. All right. Number two. I'm going to jump around in my actual order. I'm going to follow up on something that you talked about. You said you're not really a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not true. You play in a professional wiffle ball league. So (laughs) tell me about competitive wiffle ball because I believe you have hung a banner. Aren't you a champion of some sorts? Um, I have won. Or is this like boxing where there's 18 different championships, so nobody really knows which one means the most or matters? No. So um, growing up, I I live in the same neighborhood and same, like same city as a – he's going to love this little jab, but a formerly famous Minnesota YouTuber. Um, he goes by Mippy5 on YouTube. He has pumped out the hits such as Minnesota Girls, which was a – Oh, we need to talk after this podcast. Okay. Yeah, we need to, we need to talk. Um, so yeah, um, that is Luke. And if you, if you're listening, love you. Um, but he would have a wiffle ball field in his backyard that was considered uh, the Fridley Factor League. And so for that league, it was a little bit different rules than what we play now. But I have won the opening day tournament, which is the most prestigious tournament of that league, um, a couple times. I want to say two or three. Um, now we play in what is called the HRL Twin Cities, and you can find this all on hrltwincities.com. Uh, we have a full website with rosters, stats. If you want to look back on how, um, and it's amazing because uh, a guy who was just inducted, inducted into the Hall of Fame, he goes by D in the league. Everybody has nicknames. Um, he has put a lot of work into this. So if you wanted to look at what um, Luke Mippy 5 has now been in the league for, you know, five years, if you want to see his Rookie season's batting stats against a certain pitcher, you can look at, like, the splits of his season from May or something like that. You can We get very in-depth. It's, it's very fun. Um, I, we fell short this last year. I play on a team called the Chihuahuas. Uh, we fell short in the city finals. Uh, we lost in, I want to say, out of a seven-game series. we Or, no, a five-game series, rather. We lost in four. But uh, Oh, swept? No, 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 In a five games, no, Must we won five games. We won one. Lost in four. Okay. I think we won one. I don't know. I, 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 the, the other. Was the, there some drinking involved? 
No, it was just a lot of shame. A lot okay. of shame. Okay. Um, the, the good news is the team we lost to ended up winning the whole thing, so I feel a little bit better about that. But um, I have won the Fun Star Award, which is essentially a you're likable. <laughs> yeah. You're the garbage man, basically, of the team, right? You do all the dirty work yes. that nobody else will do. He's a he's a hustle player. I do want to say, and this is me tooting my own horn here, if there was a manager of the year, I would have won it last year. Um, I signed one of the most amazing free agents um, that the league has seen in a while, I feel like. He won the MVP. He won the Cy Wiffle. He was a he wasn't a finalist, but he was very much in consideration for the Yellow Slammer Award, which is like our silver slugger. Um, so yeah, um, HRL Twin Cities, check it out. Hat tip to you: all your major awards are just ripoffs of Major League Baseball awards, which is <laughs> yes. the Cy Wiffle. Cy Wiffle. If you follow baseball, I think you know what award that goes to in the Wiffle Ball League. That might. Uh, Potentially changed to the Dr. Seuss Award, who has been in the league since its inception. He is the greatest pitcher of all time. He um, is thinking about retirement here in the coming years because his body is starting to deteriorate at the ripe age of like 50-something. But he, Ross, the stuff that he could do on the mound, he could he could throw a pork chop past a hungry lion. Like, <laughs> this guy is insane on the mound. But anyways, uh, here we go. We have a uh, question number three. Number three. You're a go Huskies woo guy, right? I am five zero or five O's. I don't know what that means, but okay. That's how many O's on the woo. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> on a scale of one to 10, your dislike for the University of Minnesota head men's hockey coach, Bob Motzko is what? Specifically, Bob Motzko on a scale of one to 10, I'm going to say like a three. Okay. I, I think out of necessity, because he now dons the golden go for maroon and gold, I have to have some distaste. But during my time at St. Cloud State, I covered the men's team um, for Bob's final two or three years. I can't. I forget how much of overlap there was before Brett I Larson already took for, over. I already forget how long he's been here. I think he's been with the Gophers for five, six years now, right? I want to say 2019 was his first season. Okay. Um, I want to say that was Brett Larson's first season as uh, the men's hockey coach because it was my senior year of college. But um, Bob, Bob is a tremendous guy off the ice. I mean, his hockey his hockey mind, first off, is, I think, second to none. I think he understands the game in a way that for a college coach is – I think he's the perfect college coach, not saying that he couldn't do something else, but he's able to connect with these young gentlemen like no, nobody else, I think, can. The fact that he was able to recruit such good talent to this is a lovingly shot at my alma mater, but to St. Cloud State, now now he's doing it at the U of M. That's such a bigger draw. That's such a bigger pull. It's not as hard of a sell. I feel like so for Golden Gopher fans, I know last year was tough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm, that I'm, final thirty seconds was really tough, but no, no, the final thirty minutes was tough because they played not to lose, which always AJ. I, I typically get over losses. Very easily. Okay, this is actually the day we're recording this. It's not going to release until middle of the week. This is the 25th anniversary of the Minnesota Vikings uh, choking against the Atlanta Falcons and Gary Anderson missing a big field goal to potentially win the game. That's about the last thing that killed me, Minnesota-wise. When the when the Gopher hockey team lost to Union, that didn't hurt me so much. Uh, I know I'm missing. I know I'm missing other losses in there. But the one against Quinnipiac killed me because you went into a shell in the back half of the second period 
and you really didn't even attempt to win the game in the third period. So much in the postgame, players were saying, yeah, we probably could have pushed a little bit harder. And Yeah, no bleep! No bleep! <laughs> it looked like it was the game was being played on a GD hill for 20 <laughs> minutes, and all the momentum was just coming right at you. Mm-hmm. But I do believe, I digress, because this is your five filler questions, not mine. <laughs> just like when the Atlanta Braves finally won a World Series in the 90s. If Bob keeps knocking on that door, eventually he'll kick it down and they'll win one. Yeah. I'm not convinced it's going to be this year's team, but no, Bob, to me, comes across as a very nice guy, very likable, and I'm going to add to your story. When he first got to Minnesota, you're probably right, it was 2019, he joined John's Hockey Show, and the iteration at that time was Declan Goff, who's still involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lindsey Brown was on this interview. And yes. I know you've heard this. You've probably, you probably know the story. Maybe I've told to you. But they asked Bob to say, like, or Lindsey Brown asked Bob, what's the best chirp you've ever heard from the bench? And Bob goes, actually, and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't remember it entirely, but Bob basically says, I'm paraphrasing, but it actually came from Don Lucia. And Don's on the bench. And one of his kids is playing for him, one of his 18 kids that came through the U, except for the one that turned his back on the state and went to Notre Dame, which I think was Mario. Yeah, Mario. Mario, yeah, however we want to say it. (laughs) Mario. Um, Somebody basically says, and this might be a road game, and I think Bob was probably an assistant with the Gophers at the time. And they can hear this fan just yelling, riding Don the entire game, and this fan finally says, why do you keep playing your kid? He stinks. And Don turns around and says, because I'm sleeping with his mother. <laughs> you know, like, that's good stuff. Oh, that's you know, that's good. that's good stuff. And I, I, first off, I love that Bob told that story. Second off, Bob's not an idiot. He knows he's replacing Don Lucia, so he probably wanted to talk him up a little bit. Yeah, so it's a three. Okay, that's much less than I thought it would be. Number four. Oh, where are we at? I got two left for you. Oh, yeah, this one. Okay, for those who follow you on the X machine, at AJ underscore Fredrickson, you do two things of note. You do a lot of things, but you have a couple staples. I have a lot of bits. Yeah, you have a lot of bits, (laughs) and some of them get some traction. One, the Friday evening Bring the Ruckus tweets, and then also you update a song of the day. How did you start doing those, and why do you continue to do them? I'll start with the song of the day. Um, I used to do this. By the way, I promised you 20 minutes and we're going on 40. So if you had other work to do, I apologize. No, I I actually, funny enough, I wanted to make sure I got essentially everything done before this. Because I, I, I know with you we could go long. But uh, <laughs> yes. so the song of the day is something that I, a, a media personality who... Jeff Ramsey, I want to say his name is. I haven't watched or followed a lot of their stuff in recent times, he used to be part of a group called Rooster Teeth that me as like a middle schooler, I, I enjoyed their con- content quite a bit. But uh, he would, you know, do something like that. And it was like once in a blue moon, he, you know, just I'm, I'm assuming he song that he just found or whatever. Uh, but I started doing that on a pretty consistent basis. And at one point, my old manager in my retail hockey job was like, do you put like, do you do, the, uh, do you have a playlist for those? Like, how do you keep track? I was like, you know what? No, why don't I? So I went back and I just... A bunch of adding, and so now when I do that, um, it's you know it's a song that either I'm watching a movie maybe, and it's in the credits or something like that, or um, a song that I haven't heard in a while, or a song that I just found that's brand new, uh, added to the list, so it travels from anywhere from you know heavy 
heavy metal to Carly Rae Jepsen to um, the Band of Brothers opening theme soundtrack or uh, video like video game, the Bloodborne uh, first hunter boss fight. So like it, it, it spans a lot of stuff. And it's I know that when I turn that on, if I hit shuffle, I might get um, the greatest show off the greatest showman playlist. But I also might get um, Mambo number five. Little Lou Bega. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, bring the Ruckus. I think it took me years, but I think I finally figured it out. It. My, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here and then talk about it. My hunch is it's just a way to celebrate the weekend, go do whatever you want to do on Friday night. Which for me is often drinking wine and passing out to Dateline by 9 o'clock. Yes. So this started during the... Quarantine time during the, oh the great pandemic the of twenty nineteen pan- yes um I want I I can't forget which day exactly it was but um the to preface what the tweet is for maybe who everybody doesn't know I don't blame you for not knowing but uh, it's essentially just I say Friday night boys let's bring the ruckus I love the phrase bring the ruckus I'm a big Wu Tang Clan guy so that is one of my favorite songs by them bring the ruckus um and then the video that's accompanied with it surfaced heavily during the corn uh during the pandemic but it, it's it's a like a 2008 advert for premier league holiday games i want to say like valentine's day games of these they go by hooligans which is like british soccer yep. slang for yeah the green street hooligans exactly just kind of unruly fans diehard mean street no green street green street hooligans. what was the movie mean street or green street dang i think green green yeah green um, and they're just in a pub, and it's these guys singing, such a soccer guy, <laughs> singing uh, "Madly, Truly, Deeply" by Savage Garden. Sav- uh, for some reason, I want to say so- Sound Garden, but that wasn't right. Yeah. But, <laughs> Savage Garden, thank you. Um, and it is, I think, it's better than the actual song because that, like the ori- the original song is. Well, it's great because in a loving way, it's a bunch of limeys. It's Brits. Oh yeah, right? it's so like the amount of missing teeth and face tattoos in this video for the song that's being sung and does not add up. Uh, but essentially, uh, what I mean by and a lot of people have like like you said, you it took you some time to figure it out. Basically, as long as whatever you're doing on a Friday night to head into the weekend, you enjoy it, whether that's going downtown. Smashing Jaeger bombs and throwing up on yourself until you eventually get an overpriced Uber on the way home, or in Ross's case, watching you know a a, re, uh, a rerun of Dateline and frozen then pizza, frozen pizza on the pizzazz, and being in bed by nine o'clock. Whatever it is that makes you happy, as long as you're doing it on a Friday night to celebrate the end of a work week, heading into the weekend, that's all that matters, and that's bringing the ruckus. And this brings us to number five. I actually, I, I know a bit, and you know, you and I, we've known each other for quite some time. I was alerted to you before you took a part-time gig here, but admittedly, I actually, aside from some of the things you told me, I don't know a lot of the, a lot of what could be the answers to the final question here before we wrap it up for the day. When you're not working, which is largely rooted in sports, except for your work with Tom Bernard, which by the way, you do a great job with. Or playing the wiffle ball or going to games or watching games. When you're not sports and around, what do you do that's not sportsy? Ooh. Yeah, I, I struggle with this one because basically everything I do is sportsy. I'm I'm classic dumpy dude, right? That's all all I do. I feel like I feel like it, yeah, a lot of stuff is centered around that. I feel like um I That would, was so Minnesota, by the way. Oof. 
Um, right now, I've been big into, there's a game co- that came out called Baldur's Gate 3, which, and I know a lot of people out there still have this weird prejudice. I want to I clarify this for people out there. There's a weird prejudice around video games. And I understand the like the Maddens and whatnot, and those are fun. I feel like I have grown past those. I'll still play the occasional um, Madden or FIFA at times. I like the career, like the uh, franchise mode stuff. Literally, all I play on still the PS4 is Madden, and it's only because we don't have NCAA football. Quick sidetrack. We will. We will. Let's go. I don't know if that was real or not, but I'm seeing July 12th. And I think I'm going to need a PS5 for it, so I'm going to have to upgrade here in the next four or five months, finally. So if you're selling any PS5s at discounted rates that are maybe (laughs) hot off a truck, DM me. Um, But uh, anyways, this game is like you can do literally whatever you want. Like it's a movie, but imagine you're in the movie and you get to choose everything the main character says and does, and it could end up bad or or super well, depending on, you know, your moral compass and whatnot. Is this like The Sims on steroids? I would no, Yes and no, because I think this is Ross. This is so this is such a complex game. It's. It, it's incredible. I'm out. It just won game of the year. Complex in the sense where the developers, they must have put in so much time to make. But uh, I like doing that. I'm a, I, I, I kind of do the sports card. Uh, I got into that over the pandemic as oh. well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Rip wax is the, as the uh, hobbyists will say. Um, otherwise... I'll, I'll check out the occasional, like, you know, concert and whatnot. I love that I asked you about non-sportsy things, and then halfway through you got to sports Yeah, I've, Yeah, well, you know, it's a... <laughs> you it's and a I are kind of cut from the same cloth. I'm a big music guy. I also love movies. I love going to the movie theater. I, I, I know it's kind of a dying thing, but I, I still enjoy it because I tell people it's it's the closest thing to taking a vacation without even taking one. You get to the movie theater, you turn your phone off for 90 minutes to three hours, whatever it is. You are just there. You are in a different world. Nobody can reach you unless they know that you're there, even in an emergency, because my phone's off. Like, I'm literally just, I am disappearing into the You just paid $40 to sit in the dark. You're going to enjoy it. Basically, that's what it is. And then I get my overpriced $20 popcorn. Uh, AJ, this uh, has been a ton of fun. We went really long, as I am wont to do. But I really do appreciate it. I'm sure people will appreciate it as well. Uh, Thank you to you, AJ. Anything you need to plug that people should know or just find you AJ underscore Fred Rick son. Yeah, that on the X machine as you've coined it here on the show. Otherwise, yeah, um, feel free to tune into the Tom Bernard uh, podcast or just uh, any any score north content as well that you might find me on. Go wild. And also shout out to uh, Beans Coffee Company. Ah, yeah. Thank you very much. He'll get a shout out here momentarily. AJ underscore Fredrickson on the X slash Twitter machine. I am at the Ross Brendel. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Please like, please comment anything to help the algorithm and share this little side venture of mine. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please also rate and review. If you're listening in the Scornor Taxi Squad feed, you can find Minnesota Sports Chat as well. Wherever you get your podcast, again, thank you to AJ Fredrickson. Most importantly, thank you to you. For some reason, hundreds, sometimes thousands of you check this out. Don't know why, but thank you. I really, <laughs> I really do appreciate. I really do appreciate it very much. Two hundred and two now in the books. So thank you so much. I'll be back again. I'm Ross Brendel. Back again in this feed pretty soon next week.
Thanks for listening to Minnesota Sports Chat, presented by Beans Coffee Company. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT. That's one word, SPORTSCHAT, to save at checkout. Follow Ross on X at the Ross Brendel. Like and subscribe to Minnesota Sports Chat wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review kindly.